Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode of the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. Guys, I am just beyond excited to have this fella on with you. He is an old friend of mine. I've been looking forward to catching up with him. He is a best-selling author, a businessman, a wonderful father, and just all-around good example for us all to look up to. Please welcome to the show, the winningest himself, Mr. Adam Wins. Sam, thank you for the great introduction. It's, it's great to speak with you. It's great to see you. You look amazing. Thank you, sir. I'm, you too. I'm really proud of everything you've become man you've you've really um I, I never expected to be here with you uh although i'm super grateful and i knew that we would we would be together doing some great things so this is one of those great things that i'm i'm super happy about dude when i first ran across you i knew that i i knew this guy he just he has to be in my circle somehow i just got i got to keep up with him <laughs> well you're running in much bigger circles now man that's I'm, really good i yeah, really yeah. love what you're doing you're really putting yourself out there and man you 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 are the go-to guy now i love it yeah i appreciate it it's a, a lot of hard work but before we talk about me too much um real quick overview um i'm because I'm, I'm just really looking forward to catching up and having a conversation to be honest but the, uh, Absolutely. the the guys listening need to know a little bit about who you are so just give us a thousand foot overview of uh, of who adam is wow <laughs> that is such a loaded question uh but basically um who I am. So that, that is who I am. I am. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm just a, a creative soul that's really in this world to service others, to do the very best that I can learn all that I can be the very best person that I can and not to be followed, not to be any kind of example, but one that has some information that I hope that everybody will learn from. So I'm, I'm one of those guys that just goes out and I'm super hungry for information. So when we met, um, I had just finished up being in the uh, entertainment business. Yeah, so you, I had, you had some TV show stuff going on, didn't you? And some- Yeah, I, but, we, but I did a lot of work with modest. MTV. Don't be too <laughs> modest about that. You, you, were, on, you were on quite a few of those. Uh, those yeah, days. yeah. The, I, I actually started my career in television being bought by a venture capital firm owned by the guys that started that show Big Brother. They mm -hmm. sold it for $5.5 billion to Telefonica. So Damn. I was basically bought by a group of billionaires that created the show Big Brother. And then they took my show and kind of accelerated us to MTV. And, you know, it was a very good learning experience. It didn't go the way that I, let's say, I wasn't ready yet for... Mm -hmm me i didn't know exactly what i wanted okay so i knew i wanted to to help others i knew i wanted to kind of do some things and i created a show where we allowed bands to be on tv or we allowed people in the social media space to buy buy and schedule airtime so i basically right. patented payola i had patents i had you know the the biggest lawyers in the world and all these different things and I learned a ton from it. Okay. I didn't, I definitely didn't do everything right. I mean, we got the show on MTV. We're on MTV. <laughs> yeah, probably no Americans saw it, but a lot of a lot of people around the world has have seen my work, have seen my creative works. And, you know, it was a great learning experience in in maybe, you know, a lot of different things in my life from 
you know, relationships to business, to lawyers, to, oh, a whole bunch of stuff business-wise that I learned. It was just amazing. But th that's where the, that's where the lessons come from. It's from actually Absolutely. getting down in the trenches and getting shot at. Um, well, yeah, you, I mean, you have, yeah. sorry, go on. How I really got into the entertainment business. That was the next question. <laughs> Listen, so I was in Russia. So I, in 2001, I moved to Russia. So I, I stayed there for about three years mm -hmm. and I was working in the, the concert business before that. So I was kind of just dabbling in it. I wasn't real pro, like a real pro at it. I was just learning the concert business in Russia. And one of the guys I met there was Larry Namer. He's been on my podcast before and he's the founder of the E channel. Mm -hmm. And he called me up and he said, Hey, Adam, I need a show. And I was living in Germany at the time. I had, I had had a baby with a German woman and I was, I was living in Germany. I said, he's like, I know you're super creative. I need your help. I'm, I'm opening a new music channel and we need a format and I need you to create something. So I'm like, oh, okay, great. So let me patent this. And I got this idea and I put it in a patent and then him and the owner get in a giant fight okay they it was like some kind of religious war the guy was like super christian versus super jewish and they could they were just button heads the show <laughs> never launched i invested all my money into these patents all my everything into this show and then i get told adam it's not gonna happen so i'm like uh, oh shit, what yeah. do i do now i got this wife i got my kids what am i gonna do so i had maybe 500 bucks left on my credit card so I bought myself a ticket to Cannes, France, where mm -hmm. they have MIP TV, which is like the biggest show where all the TV guys go and, and every, every TV guy in the world. And I didn't even have enough money for a hotel or a taxi. So I brought a tent. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's, that's how hardcore it was. That's and commitment. I got, that's commitment. Oh, my God. Right so I got there super late in the middle of the morning because I had to walk from the airport to the campground that I was at, okay, in Cannes, France. There oh, is wow. a campground in Cannes, France, believe it or not. And I had to throw my tent and all my shit over this giant wall. I had to climb a giant wall, get into my tent, get up the next morning, put on my suit, take, well, I took a shower first. Thankfully they had showers. <laughs> and put on my suit and I walked all the way to the palais like, like nothing. I just, I just walked there and, you know, brushed myself off and said, I'm going to do this no matter what. So I went there, I had my meetings with Fox. I went there, I had my meetings with, um, you know, the, the, the guys from, from Endemol that ultimately ended up buying my company. I didn't let on that. I was just like, you know, I, I was eating, you know, tuna out of cans or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I was going to make this happen no matter what. And, you know, I left the show and, you know, a lot of people were congratulating me. I got to meet a lot of people. I got to meet Rupert Murdoch. I got to meet, um, you know, the, the Star Trek guy, um, the Captain Kirk, whatever his Shat name was. William Shatner? William, William Shatner. I got to meet the Waynes brothers and we were all hanging out and having champagne at the same parties. And here I come from, you know, my tent. <laughs> and <laughs> But hey. whatever it was, I didn't care. I was going to make it happen. And, you know, I, I called these guys up and I'm like, hey, man, you guys totally missed out. You know, I, I got Fox calling me. They want to give me a deal for two million dollars, which was true. Mm -hmm. um, my ex-wife at the time wouldn't move to the U.S. So she's like, you can't take that deal. So I ended up taking the deal with the Dutch. They gave me an offer and it was like not the best offer, but I didn't know. I ended up using their lawyers, their things. I, I, right. I didn't know much about like real business at the time. And I just got in the water with the sharks, literally. Um, probably like the worst of the worst kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, on, on the business level as a TV business. 
and I just made a run for it. They, they believed, they believed in me. They, they flew me out. They said, Adam, we, we like what you're doing. We want to do it. So, you know, then we started just building everything out. We, we, we further build out the website. We filled further build out the, the, the TV shows. Um, at the time you call those formats. So we mm -hmm. were building out just formats after formats. We had a model search. We had, you know, uh, a talent search. We had all sorts of things where we would take kind of social media and combine it with TV. Right. Um, and then 2008 hit. Ah, uh, 2009 yeah. hit. Everybody's and, got that. Everybody's got that speed bump in their story, don't they? <laughs> That's right? how it goes. And then 2008 happened. Yeah, well, I think Shit. people are going to have that speed bump real soon again. I think it's going to yeah. be called 2022, 2023 hit. Mm -hmm. And yeah. a lot of people who aren't prepared for it, thankfully, a lot of us went through it and we know how to deal with it. But there's going to be a lot of people that may be a little bit unexpected of what's going to happen because, it, you know, I, I was caught off guard. I mean, we had what we thought were rock solid commitments. And then our the guys that were funding our our production just said, hey, we're not we're not going to finance yeah. any more money. The whole world stopped. I mean, and you're done. We were all caught off guard. I mean, I was in a I was in the oil business. And it was 80, 86 of us in one office set up and we were assured that everything was fine. And then one day it was that was it. Lights were out. Gone. Sorry, guys. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, over. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're working for one of the biggest oil companies in the world and just bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Uh, you don't expect that kind of money to just go away. And, uh, no. and and this time I think we're uh, we're a little better positioned to handle it. Maybe we're probably because we're, we're we're what fifteen years older than we were back then as well. A little bit more experienced. A little bit more experienced, and I and I learned a ton from from what happened there because even I still so there was patents involved with what we were doing, and I mm -hmm. still retained ownership of those patents, and I got them back, and then I came back to the United States from Europe. And I've been living in Europe nine, 10 years at that, at that time. And I came back and I'm like, well, we're still going to make this happen. We're going to do it on MTV in the US. And, and it got worse. So I, I took it to, well, I had somebody take it to 50 cents guys and the mm -hmm. G unit guys and say, hey, this would be a great format for you to buy. They're like, okay, let's do our due diligence. And then it turned out a guy named Mark Burnett. And he was actually partners with the guys who funded me. This Mark Burnett had stolen my formats and he was like copying off me like, uh, just like word for word, let's say, in, in just stealing what our, our programming was, what our formats were, and started to steal the whole thing. So I'm like, oh, man, what am I going to do? So I called up this friend of mine. His name is Adam, too, and he's a talking head lawyer from HLN News. Mm -hmm. And I said, Adam, what are we going to do? He's like, well, send me the information. I sent him the information. The package was like this thick, really, with all the evidence I had. And I spent months and months like, I'm right, and I, I got all this evidence, and, you know, the world is about the one who's right. And this guy stole it from me and, and he gets it all. And he calls me up and he said, Adam, you know, it's going to be about $200,000. I'm going to hire a team of experts and you're going to lose. And I said, what, what I'm going to, he's like, yeah, you're going to lose. Cause Mark Burnett has $200 million. Do you have $200 million, Adam? And I said, not yet. <laughs> and, and he said, you know, he's done this to like three or four other people. And that's just the way that business works. And unless you've got $200 million to go up against him, uh, he's, he's going to outspend you no matter what you're going to do. So you're going to lose in court. It's not about who's right. It's not about who's wrong. It's about who's got the most money. Damn. So that was like a really valuable lesson business-wise because I know this is the small business surgeon. Mm -hmm. And really, I just learned the lesson that go out there and put all that money into marketing. Don't put the money into patents. Don't put the money into 
whatever kind of bullshit protection. Don't spend the best on lawyers. There is no good lawyers. They're all, eh. (laughs) (laughs) Spend your money on marketing. Spend your money on content. Spend your money getting yourself to be the best one out there. If somebody else comes out and copies off you, great. Let them be. You know, you run your own game. There is no competition but yourself. Mm -hmm. You're only competing with yourself in this world. And at the end of the day, if they're copying off you, I just call it a compliment. I'm glad when people copy off me. They do it all the time, you know, and then they forget about it, where they got it from or whatever. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm just glad you're taking it and running with it and and being successful with it. And that's that was really my my first really hard knocks lesson in like heavy duty shark infested business waters. Right. And, and I came out much stronger because of that. And then when you really met me is when I was doing the finance business. Yeah. Yeah. That was, and uh, what, that was what good, happened, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the reason, sorry, <laughs> I know we should talk back, but this is a little bit longer introduction. So how bit. I got into the finance business was, you know, in MTV or any of the TV stations, you really have to go to them and you have to ask permission. Like, mm-hmm. hey, can I please get this? And then you got to wine and dine them. Okay. You got to kind of almost bribe them. Yeah. That's what payola is. I mean, if you want to get on, you got to, you got to, you know, be nice and just like say here, you know, let me on. And, and then they finally let you on. And then the guy's replaced the, with the, a new guy. The, the grease moves the wheels, man. We know how it works. You the know? grease moves the wheels, but in that corporate world, they're always the next guy and the next guy and the yep. next guy. Mm-hmm. So you can spend a year setting up a deal and then it totally turns to shit because you, the, the guy is gone. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have control over my own creations, my own uh, business. I, I was at the mercy of these TV channels to let me on. I was at the mercy of all this other stuff outside of myself. So right. I said, you know, the the TV show was very heavy in the computer side and I had opened a internet, a technology company in India. I had, I don't know, 40, 50 guys there and it was, it was good, you know? So I had that background in tech and, you know, I, I got asked to get into the finance side. I'm like, I don't know, but at least I thought it was something I can control a little bit more because it's mathematic. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and to some extent that's true, you know, to, to some extent, let's say I had a little bit more of my myself and, and knowing what I wanted that I could get it much more readily than being dependent on somebody else to say yes or no. I mean, I I get it in life. It's all, you're always dependent on somebody else to say yes or no. The goal is to get it to where you're the only one saying yes. And, and, and that's basically where I've gotten to right now. That's, (laughs) That's where I can smile a little bit more than I used to be able to. Cause I always had a, you know, I was always dependent on somebody else. And that's not saying now that I don't have other people that, that I help, but it's really just like cut and dry. Like you either want my help or you don't, I know who I am. I know what I can do. And if you want to take whatever you're doing to the next level, I have people at the highest levels of the game. And if you want in that great, if you're going to fuck me around, excuse my language on there. Oh, you're good. We, we can okay. swear on here. But yeah. <laughs> you're going to screw me around or you can't give me an answer. Or you're just going to like, you know, not act according to, let's say, I consider myself like very, how do you say, very in tune with who I am. Right. I, that That's pretty apparent from, you know, just following you online. You, you've really got that kind of dialed in at this point. Yeah. I mean, but for a while, you know, like when I was with those with those sharks mm-hmm. and they bought me, 
and I was in that startup mode, they own me. So I didn't own myself. I had right. like, if they called up and said, Adam, you got to move to, you know, uh, <laughs> Afghanistan, I'd have to move to Afghanistan. Right, you know, they, right. You know, I, I got some letter from the 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 Queen of England's like small business entrepreneurship program. And they're like, well, looks like you're gonna have to move your business over there. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, you just you don't really have as much control over your. I, I would say your destiny or, right. or who you are in a lot of cases, just like and, and it's not only money, you know, it's really about knowing who you are and knowing what you want. And and also what I've gotten to now, the contracts that I make with other people. Mm hmm. Okay. That, that's become a very important thing to me. Like the most important thing is that my, my number one contract that I have in this world is with God. It's between me and God. And that means that I'm going to put God above all else and I'm going to treat other people as God. So I'm going to treat everybody that I do business with or come into business with as if I'm doing business with God. So wow. I, I'm pure in heart. I can never deceive them. And that's who I want to do business with. I want to do business with other people who are of the same, let's say, like-mindedness. And they also have contracts with God because there's so many sharks out there. And, and life I, is so short. Time is so short. I like to do business with people that are like me. Amen. Bro, I got a question. <clears throat> yes, sir. So I'll preface this with like, you know, you talking about me putting my shit out and blowing up and all this other stuff. That yeah. really pivoted when I discovered what you just said. And when I started actively donating a portion of my income to, to charities and to trying to raise money for charities and stuff like that. How old were you before you discovered that secret? Well, I've known it for a while. So when my children, I say, who are you? They mm -hmm. say, God. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so they, they know that they're the creator. Okay, because in our life, we're always the creator. And we were yeah. speaking earlier about getting what you want right before we came on. Manifesting and were, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were talking about how do you get what you want? And you really have to make a list and you put it down what exactly you want in order to get it. And most people that let's say people that aren't successful or people that aren't happy with who they are. They and they don't have what they want. It comes down to not knowing what that is, mm -hmm. not knowing who they are that they're the creator, that it's within them to create whatever type of life they want. And See, the first thing they have to know is what they want. Dude, I think, there's, I think there's rules to this shit. I think there's oh, rules there to it. There's absolutely cosmic rules that apply in the universe. Um, I'm, Bam, I'm just there, convinced of it. The, the number one rule that above, you know, put God above all else, which is yourself, mm -hmm. and treat other people as their God. The, the, the other rule is, and this is what in my book called The Winningest, um, I speak about in depth. And yeah, when well, I say in depth, I'm talking 800 pages. Okay. Tell I've us got about this the book, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so it, it's a book that I don't even, so I started it pre pandemic and I worked on it like way through the pandemic. Dude, I remember I was like, you kept telling me I got a book coming out, I got a book coming out. I'm like, damn, yeah. how, how much is he writing? <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it was, it was really long. And, and basically I've taken each chapter and we've divided that up into little books. And it's, you know, the, the, the ebook, the audio book is like the audio version on audible is like 11, 12 hours. I mean, it's a really long time and it just gets basically, if you want to find out who you are, it's a lot of those rules and, and the number one rule that we weren't taught. And this is, you know, Sam, I know you've got kids and you really love them and you, you take a lot of 
time and effort in being a father. And one of those things that we were never taught, and I don't know if you are, but I was never taught the difference between wrong and right. Man. I, I, and I don't want to put you on the spot. I, I was. I mean, I, I had good parents, but... We all, we all they, have good they, parents. They we love didn't, them. Yes. I learned the difference between their definition of wrong and right. Um, Correct. So, but like you said, there's rules to this. Mm-hmm. I didn't learn... <laughs> I didn't learn... The, I didn't learn the universal wrong and right. I learned... Right. I learned my parents' best understanding of right and wrong at the time that they that sure. they knew. So yeah, I yeah. don't I don't hold hold anything against them. I, I learned nope. the, the best but for me, it's like do I do I know if this is right or if this is wrong? And and part of it is, well well, how would you feel if your mom was watching you right now? Was it right sure. or wrong? Is is how hard you know, so that that was yeah, kind but there's of a, a thing. there there's a lot of confusion in that and there there is a real definition and through all my searching and all my research for the book this is what I found out that there are really laws like gravity is a law, right? The creator created gravity. And if you want to go and jump off a cliff and you don't believe gravity, it's still going to happen, right? (laughs) You can find out for yourself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So don't believe it all you want, but I wouldn't suggest that. And it's the same laws that apply with wrong and right. And with, with my children, you know, I can't tell them to go and do right and don't do wrong without telling them a very distinct definition like gravity okay Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna make it super easy for everybody to understand because it's not a hard thing but it's the most kept secret thing that they never told us every five-year-old six-year-old should be taught this and and that's what like if you want to know what i'm all about and what my main message is and what how i want to help people this is it learning wrong and right is like it really breaks through on life on on what you can do and I'm going to make it simple here. So a right, okay, all rights are God-given, okay? Mm -hmm. They're not given by the government. They're not given by your mommy and poppy. Your rights are God-given, okay? And a right is always an action. It's never a thought. It's not up here. It's always an action that causes no harm, okay? So that means a wrong is always an action that causes harm. Okay. So let's get into that a little deeper. So you got to know what harm is, right? And harm is five things okay harm is murder mm-hmm. rape theft trespass and coercion okay, okay. and all yeah, of those in the middle are theft so murder is a theft of life rape is a theft of sexual freedom theft is theft coercion is a theft of choice and trespass is the theft of someone's comfortability in themselves or you know doing different things right right and, and this is where the shift is really going to come in your mind to make you think differently than you might have thought before so sam both you and i have let's let's be honest here we've had our issues with alcohol oh absolutely yeah we can we can go there yeah (laughs) so i think alcohol is probably like one of the dumbest decisions we could ever make right because it's something that takes you from you know your yourself and it and it brings yourself down it's not it's not who you are it's depressive so it makes you less than Mm -hmm. right so but let's say i want to make a bad decision i want to have some I want to have, you know, 10 Bud Lights. And then I that's want to a, that's go. That's a terrible decision. Terrible decision. Absolutely. <laughs> now, let's say I want to go drive my, 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 my car. And I get my car from, you know, the bar. I had my 10 Bud Lights. And then I get to my house. Is that wrong or right? Well, shit. I mean, it, it, it's wrong. <laughs> you know? Okay, Sam. 
Now, did I harm anybody but myself? Hopefully not. Now, okay, so here's <laughs> where the law gets really... The law is a right is always an action that causes no harm. So mm -hmm. if I got from my bar, <laughs> had my 10 beers, okay, it's a stupid decision, mm -hmm. absolutely awful, but I didn't harm anybody, there was no harm caused. So it's a right. You have the God-given right to make stupid mistakes like me. I signed those contracts that I shouldn't have signed with the, with the greedy investors. I, you know, I didn't protect myself well enough. I did a whole bunch of things. I didn't learn enough before I got into situations. Mm -hmm. and, and that's where, where there's no harm, it's a right. Does that make sense to you? It does. It does. I mean, you've also got the right to be arrested if you're caught, you know, and you've got the right to go oh, to jail. But, but Sam... Now let, let's take it to that next step. Okay? Let's go. So let's say, <laughs> let's say that I decide to have the beer while I'm driving home mm -hmm. and I get pulled over and Mr. Officer goes, whoop, 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 whoop. Is that action wrong or right? I, I'm, I'm not sure anymore. You're causing me to question this. I mean, okay. So is that trespass? So if, if you're going on your way and you're not harming anybody, I'm not saying you might harm somebody. I'm not mm -hmm. saying... It's possible you could harm somebody. Skydiving could harm somebody. You know, fishing could harm somebody. Just driving your car could harm somebody. Where do we, where do we think that we have the right to choose <laughs> for somebody else where, where that line comes in? I think that just comes down to societal acceptance at some point is where if you've got, you know, 100 people and 100 people, you know, 98 of them say, look, we don't want to live in a world where people can drive after 10 beers and two people say, well, we do. Um, I think the two people have the right then to go off to their town, what they founded, what they live in, and everybody can drive around drunk. And the 98 people have the right to start their own town and everyone drive around sober. I think that's so, a, that's a so right. If, I, I get it. Yeah. So if, let's say, 10 people say that gravity doesn't exist, mm -hmm. And seven people say that gravity does exist. Mm -hmm. Do those 10 people rule and change the law of whether gravity exists or not? I mean, you... <laughs> you get what I'm saying here, Sam? It's a I very, and, and I don't believe that another man has the right to tell me what is wrong or right. That's between me and God. And that's between my contract with God, knowing that I'm, only going to do what's right. Will I make stupid decisions throughout life? Yes. Is my intent to harm anybody? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And that's the main thing. I think if we educated our children in this, okay, yes, very stupid decision to go and drive in your car with a Bud Light because harm could occur. You could actually hit somebody and kill them and then you would get punished mm -hmm. because you made harm. Right. The problem we have in so much of this stepping on people's rights and stepping on who I am and getting involved with my contract with God is people think they have the right to trespass upon my rights because they say, you know, nine out of 10 doctors said on their toothpaste thing, which is all marketing, uh, that that is true. And it's just not true because there's so many untruths. So is there a way to fix this without some yeah. sort of generational shift? Because like Teach your kids, let's teach let's, your kids. The definition of right and wrong. Well, that's and that's that's why I go out of my way to 
exercise and it's why I go out of my way to be a leader and it's why I go out of my way to stay sober and be the best possible dad because yes, you know sir. if I can affect my kids and they can affect their friends and I, I can like a rising tide lifts all ships and it's mm -hmm. my personal responsibility to make sure I leave the best future possible for my kids but like when you because look that's at your future self yeah right but when you look at everything that's going on in the world right now and yes, you know it's it's Fuck it, I'll say it out loud. I mean, it's quite clear that you know the election was manipulated here in here in America, and it's yes. quite clear we've got people in in, in power that's they they're just there for the money. Uh, our entire uh, tax system is used to launder money to people that that well, it's, have it's no theft. fucking use. It, it's, it's theft, it's absolute theft. You didn't, you didn't agree to that. You didn't say, no. hey, can I pay you money to go and you know, kill babies or, yeah. you know, go to send all our money to Ukraine or all this other nonsense. None of us agree to that. And when you don't agree to something, it's, it's theft. But what so about the, what about an the action that of, causes harm? What about the theft of, of, of an entire fucking multiple generations from a vaccine that was highly ineffective, developed to, to, to cure a virus that was developed specifically to unleash a vaccine? At what point do we put our hands up and say, you know what, this isn't a conspiracy theory, it's a crime against fucking humanity? It is a crime against humanity, and we're saying it right now. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, I, I've been saying it all along, I'm going to continue saying it. And the, the, the whole thing about us is that we have to not be afraid to say it. And Dude, stop I'm following. afraid. I'm afraid. I, if, I, if I say what I, you know, I've, I've got a platform where you know, if, if the right people pick it up, my conversations can be heard by thousands, if not hopefully millions of people. Like, yeah. so, so I'm fucking scared, man. Like but Sam, <laughs> if you're if you're dealing with people who are, let's say, God focused, God centered, and they're about being the creator and creating the good and creating mm -hmm. and doing what's right, you know, I, I don't I I, I don't want to be picked up by those people who are on the opposite side. I've had that. Listen, during the pandemic, I got because you know I'm 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 Mr. Worldwide. Let's say. Oh yeah, I've yeah. got connections all over the world, and I got calls, Adam. You, I got friends who have vaccine factories. Okay, mm -hmm. I have friends who have vaccine factories. Adam, will you sell this vaccine? Will you do this? And I and that's a lot of money, Sam. It guess is, what? Yeah. I didn't take it. It ain't worth it. Mm -hmm. It ain't worth it. It's it's and that's where knowing the difference between wrong and right is so critical. Okay. Because I could have said, well, I'm doing a good thing for humanity and I'm trying to pat myself on the back and, you know, uh, it, it could, <laughs> I could justify it to myself that it's right. But in, in the true definition of it, it's causing harm to another. Yeah. And I can't be involved in that. And that's the main thing about really having principles and really knowing who you are. It's like, it's when you start to refuse those things. And yeah, there you might get that one guy that, you know, tries to make a deal with the devil and say, hey, buddy, you know, if you just compromise your principles and who you are, I'll put you on to a billion people and make you the most famous guy in the world. Well, my contract, I sign and I sign the covenant with God, not with mm -hmm. the other guy. I don't I don't want to sign it with, you know, fear and and no. hate and all those kind of things. Here's, That's not my game and who I am. Here's what God taught me. If you focus on what you want, and if you do the work, you get to talk to a billion people anyway. Of course, you're the creator. I will be a fucking globally known broadcaster. Absolutely. Within the next couple of years. 
as I keep doing this, as I keep focusing, as I keep putting good out into the community, I don't need to sell my fucking soul to anybody. I, I already know who it belongs to. It's mine. You know? Absolutely. So Amen, brother. <laughs> there's, there's but no, so many so many people don't know that, Sam. And there's so no many amount of money. There's no follow amount of money. other people over the cliff, especially in business, because they read this one. You know, they, they've got this one guy that they follow and they just think no matter what this guy says, even if he's harming other people, even if he's stealing from other people, they'll justify it and say, no, you know, he's real successful. And I want to be like that. I want that Ferrari or I want that, you know, whatever materialistic bullshit that guy has. And the thing about it all is that everybody has to realize it's not about who you follow because you don't, I, I don't want people to follow me. I want people to read my book and learn from my book, not follow mm -hmm. me and try to be me. They have to be yeah. them. They have to be their own creator self. I That's all I want. A thousand percent. Yeah. Follow I, nobody. I follow no man. Be the, be the winningest, which is God, the one that wins most often mm -hmm. <laughs> and the one that can't be influenced. Okay. I don't, I don't want to be an influencer. I don't want anybody to be an influencer. I want somebody who's going to spread good information that helps people draw their own conclusions to be themselves, to get what they want, because you don't want what I want, Sam, the next guy, whoever's watching us, they don't want what I want. You know, everybody's different. I, I live on the beach. I, I was surfing all morning. Not everybody likes to do that. We've all got a different list, mate. All yeah. of us, all of us. Absolutely. I, everybody's I, got a different list and you got to yeah. be in love with your list. That's got to be exactly what you want. You got to know it and then you'll get it. And, and that's the, that's the main thing that I've learned and really come to like a very strong conclusion that there's nothing that can get in the way of what you want. So, so don't worry again, if you say the wrong thing, if you think you do the wrong thing, if you know what's right and that's what you're going for and your intent and your heart, and you're mm -hmm. one of those that's pure in heart, which is really the definition of the Israelite is one that's pure in heart that could not deceive another. And hmm. it's, it's just amazing to transform from my life from wanting so much. Okay. Cause I, I wanted to be on TV. I wanted this, I wanted that. And I, and I didn't really get where it was coming from. And it was just coming from, I wanted to get the message out. Even when I was helping the bands get on TV, it was always to help others get what they wanted or figure out what they wanted. And mm -hmm. that's what the book is about. It's just like, listen, there's some stories in there about me and, and they're not the kind of stories that you want to like aspire to. They're, they're the, they're the bad stories, <laughs> yeah, right? They're yeah. the jumping over the wall with the, uh, the tent stories. See, like, it's a great story though. I mean, that, that's how you, you, there's only a certain type of person, a certain type of individual that says never say die and goes and does that shit. When, when, when you learn that, if you focus on it and you hold on to it and you go and do what it takes to get it, it will be yours. Like everything just opens up for you. Like everything. you had that resilience to jump over that fucking wall, mate. I mean, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so those are the stories you should be proud of, not ashamed. Oh, I'm, of. I'm very, so I'm very proud. proud. But what I'm saying is, it's my story. It's not something that I want people to follow me into mm -hmm. because yeah, when when you start to follow too many or anyone there's always that disappointment that you can come because if you don't live up to, okay, I got to fast this minute. Cause, 
because I do a lot of work with people now in detox. So mm-hmm. the one of the main points in my book, which we just went over the difference between right and wrong, is detoxing your mind. Like garbage in means garbage out. Okay, Correct, so we're yeah. we're trying to put good things in, mm-hmm. like really good quality, clear information instead of like you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day that the Kellogg's corporation made, you know, just some (laughs) bullshit marketing stuff that really, you know, yeah, get as many doors as you can and be the biggest landlord you can. So you can Lord over other people. No. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is not the best thing you can do with your life or your time or other things. Um, Unless you have a passion for being a landlord and and, and doing that kind of shit. If that's, you you know, but Yes, in in a way, but there's there's a right way to be a landlord and let's say a wrong way to be a oh, landlord. Oh yeah, for sure, for and, sure. And I've seen so much of it to where, you know, <laughs> be be a landlord so you can give it away because that's the main thing here, Sam. We're not taking it with us. Exactly. And you know, I'm gonna come in this world. Well, I came in this world the same way I'm gonna leave this world, uh, materialistically wise. Yes. Uh, my yeah. soul. I definitely, you know, again, the detox of the the body and the detox of the mind are very critical so we can, you know, get right with our soul. And and that's really what we leave with is we the goal is to leave with our soul and leave intact in a very good way, because we're not going to leave with bags of money. It's all Mm -hmm. just paper that can burn. It's not it's not really worth anything. Right. Mm -hmm. It's it's some tool we can use while we're here to, you know, get ourselves in a better position to figure out who we are to get more of what we want, as long as that's in alignment with right and wrong. Right. And, and when we do that on that way, and that's why you're seeing all this success, because you're in alignment with doing what's right. And for a long time, you were harming yourself, I was harming myself, you know, with drinking with alcohol with drugs with a lot of dumb shit that I did in my life that I shouldn't have done. Yeah, but you just don't and- see it because everyone around you is doing it. Yeah, because we have not, a ton of bad teachers. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like even our parents, we say, yeah, I don't hold it against my parents, but they had bad information too. Oh, because yeah. Because the TV and society, they're giving us all the wrong messages just to sell more shit for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not selling anything anymore unless it's actually, and I, I refuse to, unless it's actually helping that other person get right with their mind and their body, get their mind and body clear so they have a good internal soul so that they they're rescuing and saving their soul because that's what that's what the end game is that's where that's where you leave with it's not about stacking up as much money as you can or you know stacking up 20 ferraris in the in the in the in the uh, yeah dude i'm gonna have or wherever. i'm gonna have two ferraris and just give the rest of the money away i don't need what, 20 whatever them, you know? it is just, you want mm-hmm. is all good you yeah. know what i'm saying but it all starts with giving and and being a positive influence and affecting your immediate environment in a positive way that that is when i focused on that and focused on 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 who i could help and how i could help them um that's when it really all started to come together and open up and it's it's more a case of instead of building a a tall fence around yourself and your business to protect everything i just tore the fences down built a massive long table and said everybody come and take from my table but if you take from my table please make sure and leave something on there for somebody else and it just, yeah, well, it just that, freaking that's, works. That's dude. a hard thing for some people, though, Sam, because you and I were givers. We're naturally givers. And there are also people that are takers. And it's always hard to figure out sometimes who that other person is at certain times. But you're you're a born giver. You've always been. You have a kind heart. You have a kind soul. Well, Not you. everybody always does. And, you know, that it's it's but that doesn't mean that you can't be who you are because someone is some other way. 
So no matter what happens mm -hmm. in this whole thing, you just keep on giving and keep on doing what you're doing because it's amazing. Cur and I mean, you're, you're affecting yourself, your cells, yourself in such an amazing way that it's affecting other people and you're vibrating at such a high level that everybody can see that and feel that it's, it's wonderful. Dude, I've, I've never been this, this happy in my career. You know, that now I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. I have made more money. When I ran that supplement company, I was making stupid money. Um, yeah. But now I'm making eh, almost stupid money. I'm not quite there again yet. But like the the trajectory I'll be on is I'll have eclipsed my supplement income by the end of the year. And nice. Dude, I've just I've never been this this content in my business because we just go around fixing problems for other people, and they're always grateful to have their problems fixed. And it, it, nice. it just yeah, it's great, dude. <laughs> Everybody is grateful to have their problems fixed. It's it's a great thing. And it really starts with in the morning, the first person you see just smiling and saying good morning to them. And if you smile and say hello to everybody, then you receive a load of smiles back and a load of hellos and a load of good mornings and a load of how are you's and like it just makes the environment around you a better place to be. Absolutely. Yeah. And you don't know Absolutely. who they're going to pass that smile on to. They're going to smile at the next person. And then it's yeah. like you just leave a wave of smiles. And that that's the most basic the most basic I can get. And you know the the uh the counter to that is imagine you're in traffic and some guy cuts you off and you flip him off, what do you get back? You immediately get a so whatever yeah. you put out in the universe, whatever energy you project, you receive, man. I'm I'm you know right. I'm, I'm going to lose a few people thinking I'm fucking crazy out here. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sorry. Just, I went a little overboard on this one, Sam. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, but I'm hundred percent not crazy, and I know exactly yeah. who I am, and so do you. I'm all in on this shit, man. I'm all in on it. Like, yeah, I grew up thinking that this was like hippie shit. I grew up very nah. blue, very blue collar. The measure yeah. of a man in my hometown used to be how high you could throw a bale of hay over a ladder. <laughs> And uh, how much alcohol? Were you Amish? Did you grow up Amish? No, farming community. <laughs> so you'd have like village fates. Um, there was how far you could throw a boot. You know, nice. Um, it's tests of strength amongst the amongst the men, and um, tests of drinking ability in the bar at night. It was who could drink wow. the most beer without falling down. And you know that was how to do life. That was how to win at life. It was are you the strongest? Can you drink the most? It, it was a a throwback to like when men had to. You know, be like that to survive. Caveman. Yeah. Caveman. And and yeah. now I've got a full understanding of an entirely different area of life. But if you talked about if you talked about this uh this personal development stuff and this mindset journey and everything else, if you talked about that openly back then, you'd have been chastised publicly. Probably been tarred and feathered, you know. Yeah, people like if you told people you meditate, they're gonna be like, What? Like <laughs> what? <laughs> You, some kind of hippie freak or something like that. But meditation has been probably the the best thing that I've done. We do family meditation in the morning. So I oh, have wow. three kids and we wake up and we do it all together so that we're all focused on the same things. And I, I suggest anybody that has a small business when they wake up in the morning and I'll, I'll, I'll clue you in. I'll send you a couple guys that I really like that are kind of my my god voice in my in my head when i meditate because it's something totally personal and everybody takes it personally different mm -hmm. but it's a very good again we were talking about detoxification so yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta always put good information in so 
you you're the one programming that brain every day. You're the mm-hmm. one programming it. Okay. So, so if you don't program it, somebody else is. If you don't program it, CNN is. If you don't, yeah, you no know, doubt. So really, I my my programming with meditation is just like you know I do it in the book and it's on the audio book too. And then I have links to to people that I like. Some may resonate with you, some may not. Whatever your voice is that helps you. Put the good programming into your mind, telling you who you are, that miracles are coming, that life is amazing, and yes. you're so grateful that you're just everything is so amazing. I mean, if you're always telling yourself that, man, I'm a loser or shit, why didn't I do that? Or mm-hmm. man, I shouldn't have had that beer or shouldn't have done this, shouldn't have done that. And you know, if you're hard on yourself that you're gonna put garbage in, you're gonna get garbage out. You really have to put in an amazing amount of programming because the world, like you mentioned earlier. Okay, we've got this COVID negativity. Okay, right. It's all fear based, right? The whole mm-hmm. thing is fear. Just yeah. wear a mask. Be afraid of your fellow humans, and and you know they may be contagious. No, they're not contagious. Okay, right. You not know, any more than normal. Nothing. You know, there's nothing to fear. There mm-hmm. is nothing to fear. Okay, because God is love, and the opposite of love is what Sam? Uh, hate. Fear. Fear. Okay. Yeah. Fear. The opposite <laughs> of love is fear. Okay. So anybody, anything that operates in fear, okay, mm. is not the state that you want to be in. You always want to be in the state, the highest state you can be. And that's where, like, with the winningest and all these yeah. things, not about me. It's not about some following. It's not about anything else. It's about you getting to the highest state, the winningest levels. That's the one that wins most often. That is God getting to the highest levels of everything you can possibly do. And that means you have to put in the highest levels of positive programming, the highest levels of the right programming and get the wrong programming out. Stop telling yourself things. And and sometimes it's even like some, I mean, I've been gurued, you know, that Sam, I've followed some people off the end of a cliff, you know, (laughs) at the end of the day, it came with, you know, $2 million price tags or, you know, mm-hmm. all sorts of crap that that I thought I was going in the right direction because it would end up in a pot of gold. Right. And what it really did is just brought me down to a very low level to where now I'm programming the right information in. Mm-hmm. And then me, that's my choice and who I am going out into the world as opposed to trying to follow this program or that program or this guy or that guy. You know, I, I still listen to people. Absolutely. But it's only when I can use it for myself and getting the right information. I, I love information. I'm a, I'm an information kind of like, that's my, <laughs> my thing. I love to get as much as I can so that I can use it for the best things that I can possibly use it for, for my higher self well, yeah. and, and my higher purpose. Like, it, it, far too many people think education stops at 18 or at 21. <laughs> I um, wish. Really for yeah. me, it, like my, I feel as though my I education- started in like 30. Yeah, yeah mine's just been accelerating. Like at a, at a pace because I I enjoy learning and I want that information I want that data I want to know that stuff and so yeah along that vein um, we we had touched on detoxifying a little bit earlier yes sir and you sir are in absolutely outstanding shape right now but it wasn't always that way so no. <laughs> t- tell tell us a little bit about that journey from yeah, so. being being out of shape and drinking to being uh, in absolute rock star shape right now. Wow. Yeah. So I'm 46 going on 47. And when I tell you that I was, I'm, I'm a short guy, I'm five, six. Um, you know, I, I, again, I created my wife, like we, we spoke about, mm-hmm. I made a list, 
um, you know, did that. That stunning, stunning wife, by the way. Uh, my compliments yeah. and, and please yeah, but, give her my respect. It's just she's just what I wanted. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's that weird you, science. Just did, like that movie. I, I created what I wanted. Did you manifest and, it? Write it all down? Yeah, but I didn't <laughs> do that for myself. So I was like hard on myself. So when when I got that company stolen from me, it was it was really hard. I went through some things in in business where I had people that I did business with that weren't aligned with my beliefs and my values. Mm-hmm. And they took me down a path and, and man, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I had, you know, I had lawsuits and I had all these things coming at me and how I, how I dealt with that is, you know, diet Coke. <laughs> and I was drinking like two liters of diet Coke, just trying to get through the day. And I was eating mm-hmm. like shit and I wasn't mm-hmm. loving myself because that's the main thing. When I say rule number one of life is love God above all else. And when I say, I tell my kids, even when I didn't know, who God was or what, what it's all about. I said, guys, who are you? And my kids would always say we're God. And, and that's the most important thing because we're all one. We're all God and we're all the creator because this whole thing that we're seeing, this whole thing you and I are doing right now mm-hmm. is only because we just created as creators. Yeah. Okay. And whoever's mm-hmm. listening, you're only listening to this because you created the situation <laughs> to listen to this and get whatever it is you can from it. So thank you for listening. And thank you for creating along with us. That's reality when, when people create together as one, as God. So you really have to love yourself. So what happened was I started, well, I went to the doctor and the doctor said, Adam, you're going to die soon mm-hmm. if you don't fix this. Like your heart is like awful. You're overweight. And, you know, I just, I oh, researched. Were ton. you drinking then too? Oh my God. I was drinking like. Uh, a bottle a day of vodka, tequila, whatever I could get my hands on. I how, was. How long have you been sober now? Six years. Congratulations, Six years. man. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, done. I just, yeah. I just crossed five myself. So well done. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Somewhere around there. I think we quit it around the same times because I think we both had similar realizations mm-hmm. around the same times yeah. that it just would be better. Um, Cause nothing, I never had anything really, let's say, positive come out of alcohol you know i never got rich i never like made i never wrote my book while i was drunk you know yeah. i never had all these great things that happened to me <laughs> while i was intoxicated I, I only poured myself and i got myself arrested a bunch of times mm-hmm. and in trouble and yeah. like just a bunch of dumb shit happened because i wasn't me i i, I gave up my own consciousness and became unconscious mm-hmm. and that's really what alcohol is about i mean that's why they call it i got a chapter in my book it's chapter number five it's called wasted and oh, that's what, right. that's what, that's why they call it wasted. Yeah. Yeah. Why would anybody um, want to get wasted? Because you're wasting your time and your time is so precious. Yeah. And the one thing you never want to do is waste a very second of it. I mean, it took me, you know, 20 years of drinking, but the thing is I had bad teachers. Nobody ever shook me up and said, Adam, what are you doing? First of all, what do you want? And second of all, why would you do something so stupid as far as like getting wasted? It's the worst thing you can possibly do. Yeah, but we're we're both in our forties now, and yeah. you know, for me, like when when I was in when I was in law and I worked in oil and gas law, um, you would see these guys. I was in my thirties at the time, and you would see these guys in their their forties and fifties and sixties. And you're like, is this what I'm going to end up as? Is this is this who I'm going to become? And now, if I go to the bar, I can see guys in their forties that look 
10 and 15 years older than me. They look, they, there's kids I went to school with that are, you know, 100 pounds overweight and just sitting there as alcoholics. I'm like, what in the, what the fuck are you doing? It's, it's so nice outside. Put down the drink, go outside, go for a walk, play with your kids, go fly a fucking kite. Like, it's wonderful to be alive. And they just sit there, drinking the same beer, listening to the same stories, sitting in the same fucking bar. Throwing, throwing their time away because they Wasted. don't value their time or themselves and they don't love themselves. I, mm-hmm. I frankly, I didn't love myself, you know? I, I was on my journey to get there, but I, I didn't realize, because I had bad teachers, what really loving yourself was, was about. Right. And loving yourself is, you can't love another until you love yourself because that, and that's why they, every religion, look at around, you know, love God above all else and then treat other people the way you want to be treated, which I interpret as treat other people as God. Yeah. Because, you know, and, and any, and listen, Sam, I mean, I've shook hands with uh, God <laughs> literally um, in, in, in some different situations. And when I, when I say that, you're always shaking hands with God. And you, you always have to realize that that guy on the other side of that handshake is always God. And how are you treating that person? Mm-hmm. And even when you look at that mirror, that that's God there you're looking at. So if, if you had the chance, would you, would you shit on God? You know, like if you, you definitely wouldn't. So why would you do that to another person? Or why would you do that to yourself? And that's exactly. what I was doing. I was shitting on myself every day with like Oreo cookies and, you know, fattening, drinking alcoholic uh, brew of, you know, toxic chemicals and all sorts of different stuff. So, you know, I, I really, and, and this also, there, there wasn't a lot of people with the right answer. So a lot of people told me fast. And then a lot of people told me, you know, uh, intermittent fasting. And then a lot mm-hmm. of people, you know, just, just go in, you know, sauna and all these different things. And, and, and nobody really gave me all the answers. So I had to right. do a Deep, deep, deep dive. And I went up and down and up and down. And with detox, there's something I call the DDE method. Mm-hmm. And it's detox first, diet second, and exercise third. Okay. Right. And and because a lot of people will just, you know, I, I, you see the fattest people in the gym on the treadmills. And you see them year after year after year it's after the year. Diet. It's the yeah. diet. It's like. Well, uh-huh, you know. Sam, but, but listen. <laughs> Diet is number two, mm-hmm. but detox is number one because what we're getting now more than ever before, you said they got all these vaccines and they got all these things. So we all realize if we are putting out a good vibration and a vibration of love, there's another entity or another side of things putting out this bad vibration and it, it's not in our best interest. And a lot of that is plastics. A lot of that is heavy metals. A lot of that right, is right. all sorts of toxic things in our food, okay, yeah. that are not healthy, GMOs. And they're constantly putting all of this stuff into us to make us unwell. Because how can you be good with yourself? How can you love yourself if you're killing yourself, right? So if you're putting in plastics and toxins and aluminum is in the air, they're spraying it up in the clouds and just all this crap that's going into your body, this mercury when you're eating fish, all this stuff, it's not by accident. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very intentional. And now yeah. that we know that the number one thing before you do anything else, if you want to keep the weight off long term, really is to get that stuff out of you. And and that's what we do with people. I, I help a lot of people. They they come down here. I'm living in Mexico right now. Um, I, I train people in a lot of ways with the first step is detox. Okay. And it's heavy into sauna. It's heavy into supplements that are going to help you get because your fat cells your fat cells are designed to store toxins, okay? 
So if you've got fat on you, it's because those fat cells and, and, and as I drank that toxic brew, I drank that, you know, cinnamon whiskey or cinnamon uh, <laughs> yeah. tequila. Dude, I, and never, that's just, I never liked that shit. <laughs> that uh, cinnamon. It's, ugh, that was it's nasty. all garbage, but yeah. it's toxic. It's made with GMO stuff now. I mean, none, nothing is the same when we were children or when our parents were children. Mm -hmm. You know, even, you know, everything has different ingredients now. So you got to get those ingredients out of your body and they're stored in the fat cells. That's what your body does to protect the brain. And that's why so many people have things like Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's. Um, what, what are they? Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, they're all the same disease, okay? It's hmm. neurotoxicity in your brain. They all have different symptoms. Parkinson's makes you, makes you shake. MS makes you shit your pants or lose control of your bodily functions. Alzheimer's makes you forget who your, your family is. I'd have to look that up. I'm not sure. I'm not sure on those. But yeah, carry on. It's all neurotoxicity. Right. So when you learn how to detoxify and get a lot of these chemicals that are artificially put into your body out, mm -hmm. then you start to free up a whole bunch of other things. And that's why a lot of people experience the yo-yo effect. Because mm -hmm. what happens is you start to lose the fat cells, but the toxins are still circulating in your body. Right. And your body wants to get to equilibrium, wants to get to homeostasis. So you keep putting it on. So you can do all the exercise you want. You can do all the fasting you want and you will, you will see results for a while. But really like when I tell you, I've been in great shape uh, since I learned this one and I don't struggle with it. I don't like have to even think about it. Detox, especially body detox, obviously mind detox is very important too. Um, and, and that's a lot of work we do with, you know, the meditation and the different things like that to really program your mind. You got to reprogram your body because they've been programming it to, you know, <laughs> to not good ends with, with all yeah. this GMO, with all this glyphosate, glyphosate's a toxic multiplier. So. Oh yeah. yeah and yeah, they spray yeah. it on everything. They need to stop spraying it on stuff. That's the, uh, that's the active ingredient in Roundup, correct? That is correct. Mm -hmm. That is correct. And it, and it multiplies the toxins and it makes you store even more in your body. So, but then, you know, then you again, eat organic, obviously that's, that's a no brainer. But we're back uh, to the cor corporate, uh, corporatocracy problem. The fact that we're run by corporations and people making the decision that it's okay to spray the shit in our food chain with that, you know, um, in the song, big yellow taxi, I don't remember who wrote it. Counting crows covered it. Um, but they they say you know give me give me back the uh, the spots on my apples and leave the birds and the bees alone man you know get rid of that well, shit. Well, living here in Mexico, I get every single week I get five crates of organic food direct from the farm with no pesticides. That's and what that you was need. one of my decisions to move here because I even if I go to that Whole Foods, it's it it's just as perfect as the other apple, you know, and <laughs> and that the one like the the. The one they spray on a McDonald's French fries to make those perfect and stand up super crispy golden uh, is even worse for you. You know, absolutely. I would rather have, you know, I, I like to eat the worm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, hey, great, more protein. You know, that, Ooh, yeah. that's something that is natural and something that that's, that's within us and, and something we need. I, I completely agree. You know what's worse than, than finding a worm in an apple? It's, no. fun, it's finding half a worm. <laughs> i never i never find the worm i eat the core and all you know do it man shit all right dude like 
we are we're running up on time and there's there's no freaking way i'd cut this interview off if i didn't have uh sales calls uh scheduled here here after this i would i i want to get you back on the show again for sure but um like give us a quick uh give us a quick rundown of of what's next for adam what you've got in store uh for for the future and uh down there in mexico what's going on yeah i just been doing a ton of investing um mainly in myself mainly mm-hmm. in myself things that align with me um i i want to do some events while i'm down here so we we've got a couple locations i've been scouting some locations while i'm down here i want to bring a bunch of people down um because i live in the hotel zone right here in cancun so there's like tons oh, of right yeah tons of great stuff the beach is amazing i've been doing lots of surfing and different things like that so you know i want to continue with what i'm doing again i'm not pushing it hard i'm just doing what makes me happy what what the best things i can do for myself um you know still still dabble in the financial space quite a bit but i've turned it over to to experts to handle that um you know just i've invested in a supplement company um (laughs) you know a little a little bit in that getting getting back to that Mm -hmm. and you know basically i'm just spending a lot of time with my kids so like for example you know i woke up today spent you know an hour meditating um, I go for a walk on the beach every day. I did two hours on the paddleboard and then I came and spoke to you and, and hopefully, um, you know, may, I've got to do one business call today. And, and that's what I try to keep life into is like maybe an hour or two a day at the most of actual man's work. You mm-hmm. know, the rest of it is God's work, working on myself, working on putting the good information, working on keeping myself at the highest level possible and helping others get there too. So I'm always taking those kind of calls and I don't consider them work. So I, I got, got you. Yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah. that I mentor, people that, that, that call me for, hey man, I, I went a little on the sideways here. How mm-hmm. can you help me here? So just doing a lot of work with people with contracts and, and just getting their freedom back because a lot of people or gurus would tell you, yeah, get all the money you can and that's freedom and that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Okay? I completely freedom agree, yeah. Is actually knowing who you are, being able to get what you want, and not being a slave <laughs> and that that's basically <laughs> has been my my main mission is not being a slave to somebody else and and to the government or to whoever wants me to be underneath them and that any man that i come against we come as men together because that's what we are and and nobody else should put themselves above me and i don't put myself above anybody else we're all one how I leave it. I couldn't agree more, man. I mean, it's just, it's been such uh, a pleasure just hanging out with you for this last hour. I've got a, I love uh, you, brother. Dude, I love you too, man. It's been, it's been too long. I feel like we're going to be, uh, be working together on some projects coming up here soon. Just Absolutely. from the, from the vibe of the conversation, man. Um, before we get off here, uh, brother, tell everybody one more time the name of your book and uh, where they can uh, pick it up or where they can follow you guys on uh, on social media. Yeah, it's The Winningest. Uh, you can catch me at thewinningest.com. And it's on Amazon, Audible, wherever you like. Dude. And anybody that needs some help, you know, and, and wants to, let's say, elevate themselves and is working from a place of, you know, God-centered, just bring me up. I'm, I'm easy to find everywhere. It's Adam wins. Just Google me, search me, whatever. I'm not, I'm not hard to reach and I'm never too busy for anybody that has a good heart, has a good soul man, and, and wants to be there. So I'm not, I'm not, 
I'm not gonna put you off. If you if you if you want it and it's really meaningful to you, I'm gonna be there for you no matter what. Dude, thank you so much, Adam. You'll um, go check him out, please. Go look at his book, The Winningest. Uh, I have uh, bought it on Amazon, and I'm waiting to get a hardback copy personally signed. But I'm I'm gonna go see him for that. <laughs> you are gonna come see me for that, dude. Thank anytime, you anytime, Sam. Dude, thank you so much, so much for being on the show. Hang around for a second. I want to chat with you after we get off air, um, guys. That was Adam Wins. Please go check his stuff out at thewinningest.com. If you've enjoyed this show, got any value of it. Uh, at all please screenshot it share it with your friends it's how we get the message out um, we don't run ads for the show we don't run ads on the show it's all about delivering a great show and great content and i feel like adam knocked that out of the park today adam brother thank you so much for coming on my friend love you man love you too buddy all right guys that's it from today you'll be good stay safe and check in with us on wednesday when i will be doing another episode of sam sees what's up all right i'm out of here This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.